Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 267 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So we are continuing our discussion about moving today. Are you ready? Are you glad you're not moving? I'm so glad I'm not moving because (laughs) just filling this outline out and thinking about all the things that go into moving made me sleepy again. So yes, yes, uh, I'll talk about, I mean, I am on the, I'm still on the other side of a move. Like I moved, you know, six months, well, five months ago and it takes like a long time to settle in. So I'm still kind of like on the tail end of move recovery. You're in postpartum. You're in move postpartum. (laughs) (laughs) Well, last week, this is a two part, part two of two. Last week, I made a big announcement about our family's move from Orange County to Santa Barbara. And then in general, we talked about um, the kind of the part of making big moves that's about like dreaming and planning and then starting to make some high level decisions. Today, we are we're getting into boxes and packing tape and getting our our hands dirty figuratively, I guess. So, yeah. Oh, well, can we talk about boxes really yeah. quick? Because, you know, five months later, boxes are still the plague of my life. Like <laughs> I can't get rid of them all. I moved in January. I was probably 95% unpacked by early to mid February. And then there were just all these boxes sitting around forever. And then I finally had, I scheduled like a special trash pickup for mm-hmm. them to come get the boxes. Cause I just like, and, and also this like when, by the time I got around to deciding I have to do something about these boxes, it was COVID times. So yeah. nobody was moving. Like I couldn't even give them to anybody. Yeah. Um, so I did do like a special trash pickup. And now the funny thing is I'm looking around I'm like there's boxes again. Like, I don't even know where they're coming from. <laughs> they're self-generating. So they're, they're, they're gen- like they're self-generating. I think it's like every now and then I'll move something <laughs> that I thought was going to stay in a box and just like go in a closet and then I move it around or whatever. And so then there's just this extra box and it's just like, wish. I wish there was a fairy that would take them a away. A box fairy. Oh my gosh. Maybe yes. someone will hear this and they are planning a big move because they were inspired by last week's episode. 
and you'll connect with a listener who needs boxes. Wouldn't that be amazing? They're going to drive to my house? Okay. Maybe. Sounds good. Yeah. Because I'm not putting those in my car again, ever. <laughs> you are not so. taking them to anyone else. Um, <laughs> no. Well, now's a good time to kind of orient you all in the time-space continuum, because we are recording this uh, on June 19th. Um, so it's not going to air until June 30th, which means if you're listening to this, 2020 is half over, everyone. Just maybe... A moment for that because it's been quite a year. It is it is half over. We don't even any number of things could have transpired in the world in the 11 days since we recorded this. Hopefully I hopefully I'm closer to closing on a house. Hopefully the world is, yeah. you know, in a hopeful place. But, I would yeah. hope in 10 days you would be. Yeah, yeah. at least closer to knowing. So anyway, yep. um, tomorrow kicks off the second half of the year, everyone. There you go. We'll just leave that there. Amazing. Um, well, let's start with looking at the last time we moved from a more practical and logistical perspective than we did last week. And I thought we could just with um, in recent memory, fresh in our minds, talk about something that went well and then something you would do differently next time. So why don't you go first? OK, so um, our last move was across town at the end of January 2020. Um, Something that went well for me was the length of time I gave us to move. Okay. We had at least two weeks overlap, maybe three between the time we were able to get into this house and the time we had to be out of the old house. Um, and I did that with the last two moves. It works really, really well. Yeah. It's just nice when you're in town to be able to kind of hit it hard for a little while and then back off a little bit and maybe settle in a little bit in the new house while waiting on bringing new stuff over. It just allows you to be really strategic about the way you move certain things and how quick and so I, it took a lot of the pressure off. So mm -hmm. I totally, um, think that that was a great idea. Um, however, something I would do differently would be to not, uh, hit a branch on the tree of my new house with the U-Haul <laughs> oh, no. and knock the mirror off because that cost me over $200. Um, but in general, I think maybe I got so excited that I made a little too many promises to my kids. So I promised them that we'd be in by January 18th. And I don't remember why I said that, like okay. that was the date like the cable, the internet got turned on or something. Yeah. And so that was the date I lined up and we, we did it ourselves. Like we didn't hire any movers. We did um, have William uh, recruited a couple of his friends and I paid them a little bit, a bit to come and do the heavy stuff with him. But like, we didn't have to move on any particular day. Right. But because I'd already told the kids we would, we were like committed. And then it was terrible weather that oh, whole weekend. Yeah. The U-Haul got stuck. I remember um, that. Yeah. The, it was like biting wind, like terrible freezing, cold wind, snow whipping in everyone's faces. And those poor teenage boys, I mean, they didn't really care, I guess, but are like carrying like sofas and oh things through gosh. a snowy front yard. And it was awful. So maybe, maybe I just expected a little too much of myself and my kids. And we handled almost the whole move by ourselves. Yeah. Um, and it did work out in the end and I'm proud that we all pulled together and got it done and I'm still alive, but I also had hives every night for a yeah. month, which tells me, you know, maybe I was internalizing a little more yeah. stress than I wanted to really admit then. So there is a certain, there is a certain element of you. This is going to be stressful no matter what, just buckle down and get it done. And then looking back and going, did I make this harder on myself than I right. needed to? Cause I was just so eager to get it moving. Yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah. Well, and what about a, you? Yeah. Well, I have a lot of similar <laughs> things to say. And I think it's that like, just because you can grin and bear something and white knuckle it doesn't necessarily mean you need to, or you should. And I think that is, right. a, that's like a very midlife lesson, right? But like, just because I yes. could do this all by myself or I could do it in one day 
doesn't mean I have to. So yeah. Right. Um, okay. So our last move was in August of 2014. So, um, almost six years ago, exactly from Arizona to Orange County. And last week I, you know, talked a lot about the more emotional and, uh, other sides of that from a practical perspective. Um, couple of things that worked really well. We sent Brian over a day or two ahead. We had to get both cars over. It's about a six hour drive. Um, we sent Brian over ahead with like literally an air mattress and a coffee pot or something. The house was ours. The keys were in our <laughs> hands, but nothing was there yet. And he had yeah. a couple of days to meet um, internet and cable. We're so, we are like the most high maintenance spoiled people about internet and streaming because we both work from home, we both need internet and we don't want to go without it. So he, you know, he got utilities set up. He got internet working. He got, I mean, he got like TV and Netflix working. Like we have our priorities straight. Um, but he went over there and, um, just had a couple of days. I want to say he met like an electrician or some other little odd job that needed doing the kids. And I stayed back in Arizona and we drove over with my mom and two or three days was just perfect because, um, it was, I mean, I had three little kids and I was managing a lot of details on my end. I think it would have been hard on us to be separated for a lot longer than that, but it gave him just enough time that there was like, there were snacks in the pantry when we got to the new house, the kids' beds had. Um, so then the movers arrived and then we arrived maybe a half a day later. So when, by the time my small children entered their new house, they had beds in their rooms. There was a little bit of food in the fridge and we kind of knew where everything was. There were still a lot of boxes, yeah. but the main core furniture had been delivered. So um, I would say if you have small kids and are dealing with an out of state move, whatever, whatever version of that might work for you or having the kids stay with grandparents for a couple of days or whatever, like whatever your version of that is. Um, it meant that my three small children weren't walking into like a total danger, like literally a danger zone because right. I had a toddler. Um, and also that we knew where we knew where they were going to sleep. We weren't like searching for pack and play sheets in the middle of the night. So that is something I, I mean, I don't have to do that again because I don't have small kids this time. But that worked really well. It was a good dividing and conquering of Brian and my resources, I would say. Um, something I want to do better this time um, is having to do with the actual home I'm hopefully moving into. It's an older home. It's built in the 70s. So it's almost 45 years old, 40 to 45 years old. Um, and of course, we're doing all of the home inspections that you do when you purchase a home. But having um, spent the last six years as a homeowner doing some some unpleasant projects, we had to do something with plumbing. We had to do something with the roof. We've had to do we did a lot in our house in the last six years and not necessarily the, the fun stuff. Um, I really yeah. want to be strategic this time. We can't we don't have a lot of available cash to like do a remodel before we move in. So I don't mean that, but I'm, I'm seriously considering having the interior painted with a fresh coat of paint before we move in, because it's the kind of thing that mm -hmm. I get very impatient and I think, Oh, I can live with this. Like it's not necessary. Let's just get in and move in. But I can tell you it's a lot more disruptive to do those kinds of projects later when oh, you, gosh, when you, you have to move everything mm -hmm. out. Yeah. 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 So I'm just gonna, I don't exactly know what this looks like yet, but I want to be a little slower and more intentional about the way we make decisions about doing projects on the house. And if we find something in this inspection period that could be done now or later, and we have a way to do it now, I, I would possibly prioritize that and use use money that would have otherwise been used for something fun. We're, this house is going to be kind of sparsely furnished for a while. It's going to take us a few years to really get it how we want it. And I want to remind myself to 
um, prioritize the things that I'll be glad I did at the beginning. Anything from yeah. little fix it jobs to a fresh coat of paint or whatever. So that's something I don't think I just I don't know if I could have done it differently last time, but I've just lived through some very disruptive house projects that I if I if I could wave a magic wand and do them preemptively, I would this time. So, yeah, no. And I think that can apply to like it reminds me of Clara's room in the old house had these really tacky mirrored you know, like the mirrors that say like live, laugh, love. Yeah. And they're like yeah. wall decals, but they were yes. mirrored. They were so tacky. And they were in a place in her room where I was like, oh, I should just like get those down. But and this is actually two. This was two houses ago. The house okay. that we lived in, um, the 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 po- the pre-divorce house. Yes. And when we by the time we moved everything in, like there was her bed was right in the way. There was no way to get to them. OK. And so they never came down. Yeah. And so the landlord, when I was moving out, was like, um, you need to take down your decals. And I said, sir, I would never put those like, <laughs> sorry, who do you think you're talking to? I would never have put those on the wall. So those were there when I moved in. Maybe you forgot or blocked them from your memory. But anyway, it was just a memory. It was a, an example of something that I just groaned every time I saw it for five years yeah. because life went on and we didn't take care of it yeah. because it was I would have had to like move her bed because they were going to have to be you know, chipped off the wall. Yeah. It just, it just, yeah. Anyway. So I totally hear you. And the other thing is it might seem like more effort and expense to do it up front, but really when you don't do it up front, you're just kicking the yes. effort and expense down the road. You're yes. just delaying it. Yes. It's going to be the same regardless. Yeah. And we like talked how, last yeah. week about yeah. this kind of the concept of a forever home or like how long you see yourselves yeah. places. And I talked about how I do think this, this feels a little more forever ish than other homes I've been in. So, um, I, I want to, I, I get, everybody gets that impatience, right? You just want to get in and yeah. and I can make a lot of allowances and think, oh, it's good enough. It's good enough. And that's fine. I mean, that's a, that's a good quality to have because I don't need to go out and furnish it perfectly on day one, but I don't want to have that then, like you said, result in us kicking the can down the road um, later on. If we can use our move in energy to, you know, just make smart choices, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. 
They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Okay, so... You are our in-house resident expert on DIY crosstown moves, and you've done many, as you talked about. So do you have just some high-level tips for making a move like the ones you've made the last few years? Oh, yeah. Um, well, the first one, and these kind of, a lot of them work together, so I'll just kind of go through them quickly, but they're more, it's more like a, a long, rambling monologue of tips. I'm here for all it. all together. So... <laughs> Well, the first one would be to stagger the move if you can. So you yeah. have a buffer on either side. Um, like I mentioned before, it'd be just having a couple of weeks to do stuff. It kind of meant that life kind of went on feeling almost like normal. Um, the kids went to school just like normal. They still were able to make it to their practices and like things like that and activities. And I was st- still able to, I mean, I didn't have a, like a swing in social life, but I was still able to get out and go out to dinner if I wanted to or whatever, because we had time. And so there'd be like, you know, a little rush of activity, like a weekend where it would just be digging super hard. And then a couple days of a break. Mm -hmm. And then maybe, you know, maybe one day I just run to the old house and grab like as many boxes as I could stuff in my car. And then another day, maybe I'd borrow someone's truck and do that. And like, so I didn't have to feel like I was in full on move mode for a week, nor did I have to feel like it didn't stretch on forever. It was just long enough. Mm -hmm. So that I think has been great. And I would highly recommend it. Um, my next tip would be to call your stuff on the old, the old house side. Yeah. Do not move things to a new <laughs> house that you aren't sure. And I mean, a hundred percent sure. And I mean, even if you have to look through every box that's been like stuffed in your closet, it would be very tempting just to move the box because mm-hmm. it's already packed. But do you really want to take something that's possibly been through three moves and you don't even know what's in the box anymore? Do you want that stuff anymore? Um, I got a dumpster the last, yeah, two I was, was going to ask, moved. we have to talk about what to do with it because that's the hard, Just throw part. it away. <laughs> How? Where? In a you dumpster. You get a dumpster. You call your trash or your like waste management company mm-hmm. and they will deliver a dumpster to your house and you can put it, put it where, um, you can throw stuff easily out a door. We had like ours <laughs> in the driveway next to the house, right next to the side door. So it was close to the basement and the boys room but also close enough to the front porch that you could walk out on the front porch and chuck things in. And I actually gave Owen that job. He was, he really liked that job. So I'd line stuff up on the porch and he would stand on the porch and chuck it into the dumpster. And it's funny when you have a dumpster, suddenly all of your friends will come out of the woodwork and be like, Hey, you're going to have any extra space in that dumpster. So you can have it emptied and refilled if you want to. Um, I just, my whole strategy with that is, you know, do the triaging before you leave the old house. Don't bring stuff you don't want and the juju, the negative energy and the drag 
of that stuff into the new house. Mm -hmm. Just make sure, take some time to think about it. This is also different for me. Like when I went from a big house, it was about 3000 square feet to 1200 square feet, Mm -hmm. the first move. And we had lived in that house for five years and it had been my, like a marriage house. So it had stuff that wasn't even mine in it. That took a long time. Yeah. That culling took several dumpster loads, lots of energy, lots of emotional energy. Then going from small house to big felt so easy by comparison. I just got a little dumpster and just got rid of some stuff that had Mm -hmm. like gotten water damage when it was in our basement and stuff like that. So like it it could look different. Um, Mm -hmm. We definitely do give things. We didn't throw everything away. There was stuff that went to Goodwill and I have a system where I use a certain color trash bag while I'm moving for Goodwill and a certain color trash bag for stuff. And I Mm -hmm. make sure not to ever mess that up. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would load up the back of my car and then take it and drop it off. And so that worked pretty well. Um, as this, you know, this time moves on, if you're doing the buffered, the staggered, you know, length of time, like I did, there will come a time you just want to light a match and set the old house on fire. Yeah. You're just done with it. All you want to do is focus on the new house. Mm -hmm. And so toward the end of the last move, I built in a couple days breaks. Um, so I wouldn't go to the old house at all. I just didn't want to see it. I didn't want to think about it, Yeah. but you can't go too long because then you lose momentum and you will literally never want to go back. You'll yeah. be like, all that stuff can just die with the house. I yeah. don't care. I don't need any of it. So it is a balance, like to give yourself that break when you need it, but then kind of get that energy back up and right. push through resistance and, and start again. Um, on that note, like expect to make so many more trips between the houses oh than you gosh, ever yeah. thought possible. Like so many more because your kids, because of this normalcy, because of this feeling like it's not really that big of a deal. We're still in town. We're just, yeah. you know, in my case, like a mile away, your kids will just want to go about life as normal. And they're not in your head seeing the complicated systems yeah. that you've created to keep everything moving forward. They're just like, tell me what to do, mom. Tell me what to do, mom. And so if you don't specifically say, make sure you have your phone charger, right? They might think yeah. they it's might the just mental assume, load. The mental load yes, is still all on you. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there were so many times we'd pull up into the driveway of the new house. I just want to go in and put my feet up. And then they're like, oh, I left my hoodie. And so, you know, I tried not to overreact, but a crosstown move can feel kind of endless. So the benefits yeah. can become downsides. Like you rely on the ability to run across town, except, you know, driving a mile across town 25 times in a day eats up a lot of time. So I would start to do this thing where I'd stand at the door and say, does everyone, this is the last time we're going to be at this house. Does everyone have everything they need and stand there and let them make them go look like make them go into their old bedrooms and look around and say, cause they're not used to it yet. Like they're, they're still used to this being the house that they're in and they're not thinking about the fact that once they go, that's gone. Yeah. Um, another thing is we, and I know you mentioned this in, in the intro, but we do beds and bedding in first. Mm -hmm. Um, we like to sleep in the new house on the first night of Ernest moving. I personally think it is a huge bummer to sleep in an old house yeah. when like half the stuff is moved and you can see how dirty the floors are, where the sofa used to be. Yeah. And like, so for me, it's like, get those beds, get them in the house, get them set up, get the sheets and blankets on them. That is number one step. And then something in the kitchen first. It doesn't have, you can eat off paper plates. It yeah. doesn't have to be like, all your dishes, but just something so that when you open the fridge, there's food in it. Yeah. And then it feels like, and if you've got that and something to sit on, it's like, okay, this is livable. We all have our personal items. We have beds, we have chairs and we have food. Yeah. You know, and maybe like shampoo and stuff like that. But like, those are kind of with the personal items. I just feel like then you can take your time with the rest of it and it doesn't feel so depressing. Yeah. Um, 
And then my last tip would be hire people to clean the old house. Mm -hmm. You are not going to want to do that. Um, I would rather, if I had to decide where I was going to invest money um, versus my own sweat and Mm -hmm. time, I would rather pack and carry and unpack and walk up downstairs with furniture all day than scrub the fridge of the house I just left. I totally agree. Done. Don't want to do that. And it feels so much, once everything's out, it feels so gross in an old house, even though, even if you're a clean person. It yes. feels gross. And it feels, yeah. it's just, it's so unrewarding. There's no internal yes, reward no for reason. it. So <laughs> right. I, I know this is your section, but I had two memories yeah. pop up while you were talking and both were before I had kids in my Chicago days. One time I moved from Evanston, my senior year of college apartment to my first city apartment in Chicago. And we had a subletter over the summer. So we actually had an entire summer where we were in the city um, Allison and I and our our city roommates. And then we still were technically tenants of our Evanston apartment, but we had a subletter. And I kid you not, we moved over like two and a half months and it was torture because there was always a couple more things. It was always a hundred right. degrees up four flights of stairs, blah, blah, blah. Cause I mean, we're young at this point. And I was working in Evanston part of the time. So it was always, I was up there anyway. And I just remember that was the move that never ended. And I didn't even have kids kids yet, but because we could drag it out, we did. And then my other memory was of moving out of that first city apartment and Allison and I being the last ones to clean. And yeah, just it being so depressing. I remember going at like 10 o'clock at night, with a bag of cleaning supplies, like here we are. So yes, those were in the, the days before I would have been able to hire someone to do it, but yeah. Right. Amen to both of those things. Yeah. Crazy. Um, it's funny. And my last, the last house that we moved out of, I got a text from, well, because COVID then happened and she couldn't, um, the landlady couldn't get it rented for like oh, another right. month or two. Yeah. Um, then she finally did get someone. And so this would have been well into April and she we're for friends. So we text anyway, but she texted me. She's like, um, hi, I just went in the shed and <laughs> there's a patio table of yours in there. Can you come get it? And I seriously had a moment where I was like, I want that table. I knew what she was talking about. I had just forgotten that yeah. it was in there and it'll be perfect. Like it's going to be perfect on my deck here. But I was like, do I have to, I, I wanted to be like, I can't you just do see it. If the new tenants just want it. Cause I just don't want to, Yeah. like, I don't want to deal with it. And then there was a, like a whole ordeal because we still had one of the shed keys, but nobody could find it. And then like, I, it was just like so much mental energy for a place I had left behind yeah. three months earlier. And it was felt, oh, yeah. felt well, terrible. that is, it's both the benefit and the struggle of a in-town move is, you know, it's a lot less of a clean break. Whereas a lot of the moves right. I've done is like, there's no going back. Like, so right. what's what, it's you, like, yeah, yeah, keep it, throw it away. It's up to you, yeah, yeah. but it's gone. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Well, that was super helpful. And even though I'm doing a longer term move, I was, you know, mentally making many notes, including about a dumpster, which I need to get on right away. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. 
All of our Places products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, our place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so we're back. And Sarah, you are about to embark on this move that's going to look very different from a Crosstown move. So talk about how you've managed moves that are longer in distance, especially if you have movers, because that you know, that takes away work, but it adds complication because you have to educate them and do that emotional work. So give us your tips. Yeah. Well, I'll start with hiring, moving, hiring a moving company, which we have done a couple of times before, but in we've hired them at different service levels. So if you've never done this and you're not familiar, you can have the whole spectrum of, you know, just hiring people to show up with a truck and carry your boxes and large furniture out. But you still do a lot of the packing and organizing yourself all the way up to you can do nothing, not lift a finger. And a lot of times if you're in part of a company relocation, they will do this for you and they walk into your house and they do it all. And I, I have had that and it is rather strange. It's, um, it's hard to prepare for because you like the culling that you're talking about, Megan, the getting rid of stuff, you're doing it, but then you're still just leaving your books on your shelves and leaving your clothes in your drawers. And it feels like you're not doing anything. So it's hard to know what to do. On the other hand, I had three small children and was trying to sell a house at that time. So it really was the best use of our time and money. And we were able, I think we had a moving allowance from the company, I think. Um, So it made sense for us when we moved from Arizona to here. We did have that. This move, I think we will do, we will go back to the way where we pack all the boxes ourselves and we'll let a moving company, um, you know, pack that, load the truck and drive it, of course, unload the truck. And do things like they have all the materials to like wrap your hanging frames in bubble wrap and things like that. I will let them do that this this time because it's just a good use of my like time money equation. But I'm going to pack the we're going to pack the boxes ourselves this time. And I like that. It's a little bit more control. So I guess just be be not um, be educate yourself on what's available to you. Definitely get personal recommendations on moving companies. I think they've gotten better because things like online reviews are so much more exposing yes. than they used to be. Our, our movers from Chicago to Arizona was 
it, they were so bad. They, we, they, I had movers in Chicago and they were awful. Yeah. They, they <laughs> awful, didn't yeah. show up for three weeks. We didn't have furniture yeah. for three weeks. And we thought we knew it was going to be like a week, but it was like three. And, um, I do think that yeah. hopefully that's less common. It used to be really common for them to just take your money and run. I mean, there's so many horror stories out there. Um, but definitely ask for personal recommendations. Um, people who've moved in your town, but also real estate agents can be helpful. If you have someone like that, um, next door apps, like next door or Facebook groups, like, just get some get some good recommendations and then find out exactly what you're paying for, because I think you do. If you've never done it, you do. There is quite a large spectrum of what they do and don't do and what's covered and how you're paying them. Is it by hour? Is it by the truck? Is there um, are your is your stuff going to be shared with other people's stuff? Because on cross country moves, they'll do that. They'll load up trucks and then they'll just point the trucks in the right direction. And then they're dropping someone else's stuff in Albuquerque and you're moving to Phoenix. Like so just get yeah. educated about how they operate and what you're paying for, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. I have a question about this yeah. because I, I have used the, the kind of movers that pick up your boxes and move them yeah. and your furniture, but I have not used the kind of movers that actually pack your stuff. And there's something about that that feels so uncomfortably removed mm -hmm. from the process for me. Like how, how like, does it how work? How does that work? work like how do you know on the other end that it ends up where it's supposed to be or so do you have like person do you have like personal objects that you you know so don't let them yeah get to I you could like okay you could yeah right. um, I mean you would probably pack your valuables or do something um we ended up this is one of my later tips but we ended up packing for our small children like as if we were going on a week-long vacation so we actually packed a suitcase with you know, their lovies and their clothes and their toys, just as if we were going to grandma's for the week or something that helped to make sure that the movers didn't like pack a lovey or the sound machine or like, right. you know, yes. the, like the thing that the, a baby would need, the diapers and the wipes. Um, my memory is that they use a barcode system um, a, in, in terms of where things go. And I'll get into my uh, color coded packing tape uh, tip. That's another tip. So whole, <laughs> just stay tuned for that. But they will go around and make sure that the... Um, that the boxes that are in the living room in the old house make it to the living room in the new house. They one thing that's cool about it is they actually have packing materials that you don't even get at Home Depot. Things that protect um, surfaces and protect like chair legs and protect things from scratching. They have like that is the part that's really convenient. They know how to wrap and bundle stuff in a way that keeps it really safe. So if you have, you know, vases or valuables or glass things on a shelf, that it's really nice not to have to worry about those yourself. That's that's where they come in very handy. Um, and I'm trying to remember, I feel like there was something about house plans. There was something I, <laughs> they, they educate you on it, I guess is my point. And they do have, um, you know, they do use technology and there were little barcodes on each box that said, you know, so they've got a system. They do have a system. Yeah. And then I had a system yeah. as well. So, um, I guess this is a more like, uh, big picture tip. But one thing that is hard for me is having like three or four weeks stretching ahead and knowing that I should get started and knowing that there's a deadline when the movers are coming. And unlike your crosstown move, there's usually like one or two days where this is going to happen. Right. But when you're three or four weeks out from those one or two days, it's sometimes hard to know what to do. I feel like I should get started, but my family's also going to need stuff for the next three weeks. So that is hard. And a couple tips to get around that one, we all, we've already done this with this move is get your first 20 boxes, even if it feels too early to pack most things and put a big box in every room. And as you can once a day or ever, over a couple of days, just, just fill it. Um, again, you don't want to fill it with stuff that you're going to get rid of. It needs to be stuff that's going to make it to the new house, but maybe there's a category of 
item that you know you won't need for like two months. And so that's like right. mentally that's where I'm starting right now is like I can pack, you know, these books, this bookshelf away because I don't care if I don't see these books for another three months, but I do want to keep them. So having the boxes on hand and having one in each room to just toss stuff into, I think has been helpful. Um, if you have little kids around and it's hard to just have an open box, cause that would have been really hard for me a few years ago. You could set like an hour a day, like baby's nap time or first thing in the morning and just give yourself like, this is my time to, to tackle one thing, one room, one project, one box. And then kind of, you have to just mentally release yourself the rest of the day. Cause just like you said, Megan, life has to go on as normal, even as a move approaches. So that has been yeah. something that's been challenging for me mentally. Cause I have this, this running stream of thoughts. Like I need to be doing something. I need to be doing something, but sometimes there is not like a thing to do because you actually need to continue living in your house. So yeah. um, Yeah. Having, having a dedicated time of day or a dedicated area where you, you can still pack a box a day, but you don't have to put the pressure on yourself to do it all now. So that's another thing. And I would also add to that, um, that when we were in that phase of having little kids and moving in the kind of move you're talking about where it all had happened in a weekend or whatever, like, more than once I moved and at the last minute was just throwing stuff in boxes because I waited a little too long to get to some of the non-essentials. Yeah. And then on the other side, I'd realized like, oh my gosh, three quarters of these boxes are like toys and clothes. I don't even know if I want these toys yeah. and clothes. So yeah. it's a good opportunity to look at the off-season clothing, Yeah, make sure it all needs to go. Maybe some of it is done, outgrown. You don't even really want it anymore. Um, toys. I mean, it's tempting to take them all, but if your kids are like on the cusp of outgrowing a category of toy, mm-hmm. it's maybe not worth taking them. And so that I feel like toys and clothes were always and books mm-hmm. are like a good place to start because they're not a hundred, like they're not absolutely necessary to life every yeah. day, as long as you keep enough stuff out yep. that they can get to. And yeah. they'll be excited if they go a month without seeing their magnetiles or their dollhouse, they'll be excited on the other side to have it back. Right. It's like reintroducing right. like exactly. a toy they haven't yep. seen for a while. So Yeah. Um, okay. So I have a color coded packing tape system that worked really well yes. last time. And we what have photos of it somewhere. We don't do. We? we do. And I think we talked about okay. it years ago. Yeah. Um, but I bought, um, duct tape. I think it's actually the duck brand, the D U C K brand, yeah. um, very brightly colored and patterned like 12 different rolls and just basically made a huge poster with one color or pattern for each room in uh, in both houses, like where it's, well, no, in the new house, like where it's going is actually what you want to focus on, not where it's coming from. So kitchen, you know, family room, each kid's rooms. And we use that. We still use regular clear, cheap packing tape to actually seal up the boxes, but I would stick a big stripe of that, um, on the box for where it was going. And then I made like the color coded poster. And I really thought the movers were going to hate me and think that I was like trying (laughs) to do their job, but they actually said like, no, this is great. They had their barcode system. The reason it was great is it was such a visual cue for everybody. And so instead of looking like, where did I write on this box? Like, where does this go? What does this say? Like this handwriting is bad. The Sharpie was running out. It was such a visual cue. And what you could do in the new house would be to hang a little strip of that tape, like on the door of the room, because sometimes in a new house, you are even forgetting like, wait, which room, like, where did we decide this kid is going to sleep? Or where did we decide to put the, that one, like, um, toy storage area. So it's a visual cue that really helps on both ends, the packing end and the unpacking end. It helped the movers. The kids even thought it was fun because it was like, oh, a box with the yellow means it's coming to my room. Like the kids got into it. 
Um, so I fully plan to do that again. Violet had fun picking out the patterned um, tape on Amazon and it's ready for us to start with that. And then I guess while we're talking about labeling, um, another thing I'm going to do this time, I don't think I did it last time, is when you unpack your kitchen and when you decide where things go in your kitchen, put some painter's tape or a sticky note on every drawer and cabinet for your own sanity. Because it doesn't matter like how well you design where the cups are going to go and where the plates are going to go. You will forget when you're unloading the dishwasher, your own system. I forget. And there's so yep. much mental energy that goes into like, wait, where does this go? And then not alone, let, let alone training your children and your spouse or whatever. So have some easy removed sticky notes that go right on the cabinets and you can leave them there for a month until everybody has internalized where things go and where things are. And you could do that for other areas of the house too, but kitchen is the one where it feels like, wait, where, where is the cutting boards again? So yeah, labels. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so I have to share that because I went from a kitchen that was teeny tiny that had like maybe, maybe five cabinets total to a big kitchen with lots. Like I have lost things in my kitchen now where I've gone around. I've had to go <laughs> around the entire perimeter. I start like at the, you know, Southwest corner or whatever, and work my way around and open every cabinet and every drawer and every cabinet and every drawer. And sometimes I still miss it the first time around. I have to go back around. So I should have done that the first yeah. time. And it would help the kids too. Yes. Like the other day, I couldn't find any lids to my Contigo. Um, like I have those like insulated mugs. And I'm like, where did all the lids? I use these all the time. Like where could it possibly be? And so finally I said, Clara, I think you unloaded the dishwasher last. Do you know where the lids are to the mugs? And she said, oh, yes, clearly they're where the lids go. And she opens this <laughs> cabinet door. <laughs> this is not where the lids go, but in her mind, it was like, duh, obviously this yeah. is where this is the special place where all mug lids go. And I'm like, but the mugs are on the other side of the room. Like this makes no sense. But it like she had already created a new system for herself because yeah. our system wasn't clear enough. So yeah. I could do some work around that. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's funny how much, at least I do this. I, I get very smug and proud of myself at designing a system, an efficiency system that makes sense, whether it's laundry or kitchen. And then I will forget my own system. Like, especially uh -huh. in the, yeah. in the, in a move where you have so many details floating around in your mind. So it takes a while for it to become a habit and exactly. it has to get built. It has to get sink, sunk in. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a lot about color coding and labels. Um, uh, another tip is just any, if you are co-parenting, co-moving with a spouse, or if your parents are helping you, if you are managing this process with other adults or teen, even teenagers, a shared Google Doc can go so far. We just, as soon as we have like a bunch of details floating around, we start a shared document and we, right now it's really messy. It included like a bunch of thoughts and questions about the house we're buying here. It includes, but it'll get, it'll get cleaner. It'll become an actual to-do list. Um, Brian and I, one thing when you're, when you have a parent, a co-parent or a spouse, we're often trading off on our productivity time, right? I'll take the kids right. somewhere and he'll knock out a bunch of projects or he'll take the kids and I'll do something. We're not always, we don't always have the luxury of an hour to, you know, talk about these things together. So having a, having a Google doc or a spreadsheet or whatever you use has been really helpful. Um, I think it's also good for things that like, we know there's going to be things we'll want to do to the new house, but that are more like a year or two away. It's helpful to have a place to write those things down now while we're in the dreaming mode so that we don't forget them, you know? So um, yeah. a shared, shared document can go a long way, I guess. I don't have m much else other than that, but just start one. It doesn't have to be like pretty or perfect, but if it's a place in the cloud that multiple people can access, it just makes things easier. So 
a good one. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then I talked a little bit about when you have little kids and making sure that they have their things. But I wanted to say something else about small children and moving, which is that they their understanding um, is may, might be different than you think. I have had kids worry that their toys will be left behind. They don't. Kids don't have a good understanding of what stays in an old house and what moves to a new house. And even kids as old yes. as six, seven or eight years old, they'll ask good questions like is, are my curtains, can I bring my curtains? Well, that's actually a good question right. because in some, <laughs> yeah. in some situations, maybe yes. And in others, maybe no, depends on the type right. of window treatment. Um, and so I would say that with small kids, um, I, I talked about packing a suitcase and making sure they have their beloved objects, you know, the whole time. And we just looked at it like, let's pretend we're going on vacation for a week. What would we bring? So then we, we didn't lose anything that they needed in a box. But also as you're packing up, making sure to check in with your, I would say like three to seven year olds, especially about what they might be worried about or what they might have questions mm. about. They're not old enough to worry about things like, Will I make friends at my new school? Maybe a seven-year-old might, right. but the, the little ones aren't, they're not future thinking about that, but they might get upset at seeing a familiar painting taken down from their nursery and wonder if they're ever going to see that again. And so you can help reassure them that, you know, what's the difference between the physical structure we're leaving behind and all the things that belong to us. And so um, that I found was surprise led to surprising conversations with kids at different ages. And it might you might find yourself clarifying really funny misconceptions that they have. And so I guess the, as soon as you tell your kids that you are moving, be prepared to have those conversations and don't assume that they understand it, I guess, um, is, is the, the tip there. Yeah. Well, and I think that that it speaks well to like, um, just taking time to check in with the kids because some will appear to just be taking it on the chin and just going along and, and, it's very easy for you to get so wrapped up and it's very normal and like no guilt. I mean, yeah. there's a lot going yeah, yeah, on, yeah. but it's so easy for mom to go into like manager project mode yeah. and then to just kind of forget that like everyone's processing this differently. Everyone has different feelings about it. Maybe some people aren't really that happy about it. Like there's just a lot going on. And I find that it's actually helpful to me to, to make a point of setting aside time and energy to like, check in with yeah. everybody, even if it's just a check, like a quick, mm -hmm. you know, just quick check in. Yeah. yeah. Um, that also reminds me of, I think we've talked about this when it comes to like the holidays and anything else where kids have a really like their sense of time is not very good, like the passage right. of time. So it's always helped my kids um, have some kind of a countdown, especially if they're excited and looking forward to it. Um, but a calendar or, you know, how you can make like a paper ring countdown, like, an, like, yep. Advent. like think of like how you count down with Advent to Christmas, but like, this is when we're going to leave. This is when we're going to travel. You know, these out of state moves involve, they might involve a long road trip. They might involve airplane. Right. They might invite, involve a stay over at grandma and grandpa's house. Like it's pretty disruptive. And I don't just mean like emotionally disruptive, but it's like an actual lot of moving about for a week or so. So it yes. may help. Um, it may help kids in, in that middle age range who have a sense of time, but not a great one to really have a visual and be able, it gives them a little sense of control. I think that like, okay, we're staying at the old house until this day on my calendar. And then we're going to go on an airplane and then we're going to stay at grandma's and then we're going to move in our new house. I mean, my kids are asking so many questions about those things right now and we don't I'm even sure. have the exact yeah. answers yet. But when we do that helps them know, it helps them, it helps them know and plan. So that would be another one. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's all I got. I'm sure I'll have more. And well, that was weeks. a lot. I mean, we both had, turns out we both have some knowledge around this stuff and hopefully that's helpful. Yeah. Um, that's helpful to people who are thinking about this or wondering if it's even worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe really. people are like, eh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. But you always get on the other side of it and I've never moved and not felt like it was worth it. Like, that's the uh-huh. thing. Like, usually you're in a place where there's a, it's happening for a reason, yeah. right? And so there's all this work. It's like having a baby. Like, yeah. you know, it's going to happen. It's going to be painful. Um, there's going to be a recovery period, but you're going to get on the other side of it and life will get back to something normal-ish, yeah. right? Yeah. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. This has been really fun. I cannot believe we are closing out June 2020. What has happened to this year? COVID <laughs> happened to this year. We'll be back on Tuesday with another brand new episode. And we wish everyone a safe and happy 4th of July. In the meantime, talk to you soon. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by The Essential Calendar. Sarah, this is our favorite calendar for busy moms because its beautiful and simple design shows around three months at a time. Yeah, and with summer fast approaching, now is a great time to get the essential calendar and see what I've been raving about all these years. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour.